Liz and I are here. We're excited. I feel like we always say we're excited. <laughs> we're we're very <laughs> easily excited. <laughs> That's actually true. That's very true. <laughs> uh, so we're super excited to be back with you. Um, I have a couple announcements before we get into what we have for today. So December Wholeness, which we did for the first time last year, if you were around, is going to start December 22nd. So if you're listening to this in real time, that'll be tomorrow. Um, We will be sharing a video practice and a reflection question every three days between December 22nd and December 31st. So the idea is just to give you some support to carry you through that in-between time. Yeah at the end of the year, and you do not have to be a studio member to take advantage of that. The videos will be available to everyone during that end of the year time. So keep an eye on your email for that. We'll be sending that information out soon. Um, Also keep an eye out on your email about a week later because our annual Curvy Yoga Studio sale is back this year, December 28th through January 4th. Yeah, I always feel like this is a fun time of year. So our annual sale is always a really good deal. Yeah. Um, and this year it's even better because it is the maternity leave edition. <laughs> I love it. So you will be able to join for $125 a year and the regular price is $197. Amazing. Or $14 a month if the regular monthly price is $20. So, so if you join during the sale with the annual membership, you'll actually end up getting four months free over the regular monthly, monthly price. And this year, in addition to the 200 plus videos from me and Liz, <laughs> you are getting 50 new videos in January from seven of our Kirby yoga teachers. So um, and fun. Then Liz, I know it's going to be really great to have that many. Um, and then Liz and I will be doing our regular updates throughout the year. So to put it in a nutshell, <laughs> we, to um, put it in a nutshell, we all wish that Anna would have a baby every year. So there could be a maternity sale every year. <laughs> um, based on how I'm feeling right now, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, other summary, definitely the sale is the time to join. To rejoin if you remember a while ago, to get your friends to join, etc. Um, so you will be seeing more about this in email and, of course, on social media. So fun. I'm so excited. Me too. Awesome. Okay, we are going to jump right into our practice notes. Um, if you haven't been around for very long, and actually even if you have because it's still kind of a newish segment, um, this is just where we talk about it can be like a really practical thing that we're learning about our actual practice on the mat or something that we've kind of learned on the mat that we've been able to take into um, our life off of the mat. So my practice notes for this week are don't forget to breathe. (laughs) Um, One thing that I've learned on the mat is that it is easier for me to um, spend some time in a pose and get deeper in said pose, whatever that means for my body in that moment or on that day, uh, if I'm breathing. And so if you teach yoga, or maybe you've even noticed about yourself that sometimes if you're holding a pose for a little bit, um, you may notice your students or you may notice yourself 
um, holding your breath. And so that can like look different ways for different people. It might mean that you notice that a jaw is clenched or that like toes are gripping the mat or um, like hands can look really tense. It just can look different ways. And so when I'm like not breathing off of the mat, I'm doing those same things. <laughs> and so this is a super crazy week. Um, and I was driving yesterday, I was sitting at a stoplight and I was thinking about like the next thing that needed to happen. And I noticed that I was clenching my jaw and I was like, okay, you need to take a deep breath. Like you need to take a deep breath, release your jaw. If you've ever taken a class with me, you know, in Shavasana, I'll tell you to peel the tongue, your tongue off the roof of your mouth. (laughs) So, um, those like little things that you notice in moments on the mat, uh, where you're not maybe breathing the way that you should be definitely can translate to you sitting at a stoplight. Um, if a lot of things are going on. So my practice notes for this week are just don't forget to breathe and pay attention to like things that your body might be doing that might signal that you're like not breathing as deeply as you should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did you feel after you did that at the stoplight? I mean, I felt immediately felt better. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I literally. It's always like, oh, one breath and I, I know. Which kind of annoys me, but right. also makes me happy. But also, like, if you've spent, you know, I don't know how many hours in that day yesterday that I had spent not taking deep breaths, like just shallow breathing. And I was like physically running around. And so, yeah, it's amazing what just like pausing and actually taking an oxygen can do for you. <laughs> We are here for the regular reminders that you need. <laughs> Correct. You're welcome. Um, mine is sort of similar. It's definitely about knowing how to support myself in everyday life. Yeah. Thanks to yoga. So I was telling you, Liz, before we got on that I just have a lot of pelvis pain right now. Yeah. And it's... Something that I'm trying to, like, do all these different things to try to make it better. Yeah. And one of the things when I was at my uh, midwife appointment last week, she said, okay, so I know you practice yoga, so if you're doing yoga, you know, don't go really do anything really wide, support yourself with blocks or something. And I was like, I know all about this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it felt really good that what I was intuitively doing in my practice and that of course I know from um, practicing and teaching was also being recommended to me by my doctor and then at home I'm just like trying all these different things and really being aware of my alignment how I'm moving and I know that my ability to do that is like a hundred percent yeah yeah that's amazing yeah so we just never really know how those things are going to show up, but suddenly you the body awareness that you have cultivated yes. comes in handy in more places <laughs> than you could have ever known. That's amazing. Okay, so we're going to move to our next segment, which is Corner of the Curve. And what we'd like to talk about is considering your practice in the new year since that's coming up. And I think it's always something that comes up um, for me and there's conversations around it just because there is that feeling of a fresh 
start on mm-hmm. January 1st, yeah. what is your practice going to be like? Right. So we're just going to go back and forth and share some tips as you're thinking about your practice in the new year, if that's something that you are um, contemplating or is in your realm of awareness. Yeah. So my first tip is that January 1st, a fresh start does not mean you're becoming a brand new person. And I mean that in the best way possible. Um, So I think a lot of times we think it's January 1st. Now I'm going to really double down, be really disciplined and committed, you know, whatever the case is. And then oftentimes because we've set our expectations so high, um, higher than is really feasible within the scope of our everyday lives. Right. Then we get disappointed and then discouraged and fall off the practice. And then it just kind of creates this, you know, ongoing hamster wheel where it feels like I'm up, I'm doing it. Oh, no, I'm back down. I'm yeah. off it and just continue. And I think that that cycle is demoralizing, at least it has been for me in the past. Um, and I don't think that it needs to be that way. So how I like to think about a fresh start at the new year is really a chance to dive deeper into what is actually going to be serving me in my real life um, right now. Right. So for me, thinking about that very practically, I'm at the end of my pregnancy. So am I going to be starting some intense new yoga routine? Uh, No. (laughs) My midwife the other day was like, so this isn't a great time to take up a stressful new hobby like CrossFit. And I just like laughed. It's hilarious. <laughs> you were like, that, that wasn't in the plans. <laughs> it's like, there's literally no way I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, but just thinking really about what season of life am I in? We've talked about that a lot on here and we'll continue to. What is true for my body right now? And letting it be an opportunity for your practice to just serve you even more rather than what I think we often do, which is the other way around. Yeah, that's really good. I love it. Mine ties in a little bit. Well, it actually ties in a lot to yours. Um, But I was just going to say setting realistic expectations for yourself so that you don't, so that you're not disappointed in yourself. (laughs) You know, I feel like we set ourselves up for failure sometimes. And there is this like energy and this push um, this time of year to like, you know, and it's anything from like fitness related things to this is how many books I'm going to read this year to, you know, I'm, this is, I'm going to meet my husband this year. There's all of these things. There's it's re- there's relationships. It's everything right now. And I think that we can end up feeling really disappointed and, you know, discouraged if by January 15th, you know, we haven't read 25 new books and, you know, you haven't, you know, met your future partner and <laughs> you haven't practiced yoga every single day. And so I love what you said about, um, you know, setting expectations for things that really serve your actual life. Um, so I just think being mindful of, of what you know that you are capable of and not comparing 
what you are able to do or what you feel compelled to do with someone else. Cause it's also perfectly fine to say two weeks from now on January 1st, it is no different than today. Like I'm not doing anything different. (laughs) Everything is going to stay exactly the way that it is. (laughs) So I just think that it's important to not set yourself up to disappoint your own self um, and just be realistic about what your goals are for yourself. And if you can set, you know, small goals and accomplish that thing, you know, like maybe, maybe my goal needs to be, you know, I'm going to read one book in January. Um, And then if I, if I do that, then maybe my next goal can be, okay, I'm going to do the same thing in February. Um, I'm not a fan of setting a year long goal for myself just because I don't know what is going to happen next year. And so I think taking for myself personally, just taking chunks of time that feel realistic. Like this is what I know I can do today, or this is what I know I can do next week. Um, And I'm not saying that planning in advance is bad. It's definitely not. But if you know yourself and you know that looking at that year long big picture is overwhelming or it makes you want to do nothing, then, you know, just set things up in a way that you are setting yourself up for success. Yeah. Then I think you create a scenario where you feel successful, which just helps you. And, you know, this is all energy. So if you're having energy towards a goal, that's not a problem. No, I think it's what we're suggesting is, channeling that energy in a way that's going to feel sustainable. To yeah. me, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's really good. What's actually sustainable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. Um, so mine, I have a feeling these are all going to kind of link together. My next one is to determine what enough is. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't say what enough is, then it will never be enough. Yeah. And... This is a big, um, this comes from my friend Jennifer Loudon. Um, she has this thing she calls conditions of enoughness. And the idea is if you say, okay, I'm going to practice yoga every day and you don't say, and what I mean by that is could be one deep breath or could be 10 minutes or whatever, then you'll never feel like you're doing enough yeah. because you haven't defined what that means for you. Um, and that for me has been really powerful, whether it's related to yoga or work or things I'm doing around the house. Um, I think another way people say this is kind of like, when is good, good enough? Yeah. Um, like you're just kind of figuring out what are the parameters because without that, you know, we just keep escalating on ourselves. Like, yeah, I'm doing yoga every day, but why shouldn't, why am I not doing more? Or why is it not more intense? Like, Whoa. Okay. Right. And also, is it really benefiting me? And am I really enjoying it? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Am I doing patterns of movement in my practice that are potentially harmful to me? Correct. I'm just doing them over and over again. Yeah. That's really good. Um, so just taking some time to think about when you're thinking about your practice for next year, not only what does that look like, what's sustainable, but what are you going to define enough? Yes. I I love that. That's real. That's really good. I know she's good. (laughs) Yeah, that is good. Well, and mine again can totally, it all just 
does kind of tie together too, but I wanted to just circle back around and talk about what I've always, what I've talked about before. And that is, um, setting goals based on your own voice and not other people's. And, you know, it's easy this time of year because, you know, so many people are talking about, um, their goals for 2019. Um, And, you know, even on social media, you're probably going to be flooded with all kinds of ideas. And some of it, you're just like, yes, I want that for myself too. (laughs) And it can be really tempting to, you know, take on everyone else's goals um, because it's a great idea. These are, you know, these are, it would be awesome for me to, you know, my friend of my, a friend of mine has been talking about journaling and her goals for journaling, um, in 2019. Now, if you know me, you know that I love the idea of journaling and I'm terrible at it. So, like, you're not no, not at all. You're lucky if I write down what we need at the grocery store. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm terrible. I'm terrible at it. And she's been posting and it's very tempting because I know that there are benefits to it. It's very tempting for me to look at her, what she's setting up for herself and go, I'm going to do the same thing. But again, circling back around to the first thing I talked about, I'm setting myself up for failure. (laughs) If I'm going to do it the way that she's doing it, which is a a daily, sometimes twice daily practice for her, I would be three days in and we would be disappointed in myself. Um, so I think the I think the important thing here is to pay attention to the fact that in the past when I've talked about filtering out those voices, I've often framed it in like a negative way. Um, voices from, you know, people growing up who maybe pointed out ways that to them you weren't good enough. Or, you know, we've talked about, you know, sometimes our mothers or other family members influence on um, our bodies and what we feel like our bodies should look like. So I've talked about like filtering out society's voices and parental voices and, you know, other key figures voices and <clears throat> even social media voices. But sometimes voices aren't necessarily negative. <laughs> and you still have to filter through and you still have to think about what's best for you and what's good for you and what works for you. And it's really going to be beneficial for you in your life. So I think that this is just another opportunity um, to learn to listen to yourself and to be less influenced by people around you. Having said that, someone may have a great idea that you're like, actually, that would be really good for me. And I needed to hear that. Um, But it's just a good practice um, to really be able to filter through your own thoughts and your own desires and your own whatever's and separate those from other people's. Yeah, that's so good. I love what you said there, especially at the end about what it's really about learning to listen to yourself. Because even if you are like, Ooh, the way this person's doing this is perfect for me. Yeah. Kind of my personality and whatever you have taken the time to reflect on that and figure that out. Yeah. Versus just being like, Oh, I'm just going to do it without really considering if it makes sense. Right. Totally. Okay, so hopefully that is all helpful for considering your practice in the new year. You can let us know uh, what you're thinking for your practice. We'd love to hear that. Okay, so we're going to move into our next segment, which is Curvy Collab, and we're going to share a resource. And this week I am sharing a resource, which I think is 
kind of tied into this whole New Year thing, which is why I wanted to share it, um, which is a blog post I wrote a little while ago about how to make it through the New Year diet deluge. Yep. Um, and the advice in this post, I mean, hopefully someday it will get old, but right now it's not old. Um, you know, if you're starting to see any of that or you're hearing that at the holidays or whatever, um, this is a post that has some suggestions about you know, really bringing in the lessons that you and I were just talking about related to practice in terms of listening to your body and filtering out other people's voices and expectations. Yeah, so that's so good. We will link to that in the show notes if you want to check that out. I love it. Awesome. So we are going to move into our next segment, which is our gratitude segment. I love this part. I love all the parts, but... <laughs> This is always a fun way to end. Um, and I am just grateful. I feel like I'm grateful every week for the same things, but I'm just really grateful for community. I was thinking this morning about how I took on some things this week. We were just talking before we got on um, that I took on some things that I don't know. We could argue about whether I should have or shouldn't have. <laughs> but. I did it. It's funny because I said I would do something and then I was like, what is wrong with me? And I'm like, I only said it because I know that I have like a great community backing me up. So I'm thankful for community and for people that um, like step in and fill in the gaps with like no questions asked and um, are just kind of ready to help provide support to other people. Um, and some usually always, almost always people that they don't even know. So that's really, it's been, I've gotten to kind of witness community in this way for, I don't know, five or six years now. And it's been really good for every area of my life. So I'm, I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. Life affirming to remember that. Yeah, totally. Um, mine is... Uh, we are so excited about the people who are joining us for the Kirby Life Intensive. Yes. So we are pretty much full. Our group is really amazing. Um, every person who came in um, with an application, and we were just like, oh, my gosh, this person wants to join. This is so great. That's amazing. Um, so we have a couple spots left available. If you were kind of on the fence, um, give us an application. Let us check it out. Yes. We're getting started on January 1st, so there's still a little bit of time if you're interested. But yeah. If you're listening and you are joining us, thank you. Yes, we're so excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. It's going to be great. All right, so let's wrap up here. We're going to close with one breath together. We'll inhale. And exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.